0: Well, good evening ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for joining the Community Call. This is going to be taking place with our special guest speaker tonight, Brother Jonathan Quinones from California. This is a monthly youth workers conference call hosted by the General Youth Division of the United Pentecostal Church International and sponsored by your very generous giving to She's for Christ. This is Josh Carson, the Youth Secretary for the G.Y.D., and I'm joined tonight by our Director of Promotion, with the Justin Ranking, who's gonna lead during our question and answer portion. Unfortunately, Brother Enzi is in travels tonight and unable to make the call. We pray traveling mercies with him as he's returning from a ministry engagement. Thank you for taking time to listen in to this particular ministry which is designed for you. The purpose of the General Youth Division is to educate and engage. We want students to know who they are, their apostolic identity, and what their purpose is, which is an apostolic mission. Thank you to the youth workers that are signing on and that are joining and partnering with us to achieve that goal. Thank you for the work that you're personally doing, investing in this generation of apostolic Pentecostal young people. You are our heroes. What an exciting time to be involved in youth ministry. I'm so inspired by the passion and the spiritual hunger of this generation. Everywhere we go, everything we're seeing is pointing towards a generation that is seeking the face of Jesus Christ. It's truly an exciting time to be a part of youth ministry. Would you take a moment with me and would you pray? That God would bless our time together. God, we love you. We thank you for your goodness and your mercy. We thank you for the opportunity to join together on a call like this, to come together and to hear wisdom that comes from someone who has years of experience and has a burden and a passion for souls. I pray not only that you'd bless the words that are spoken tonight, but help our ears to hear our hearts to be open and receptive and that the words we hear and the input that's given would do more than give us inspiration for the night but that it would be a blessing that continues to grow and produce in our lives and in turn in our youth ministries we ask that in Jesus name and we say amen just a reminder tonight for those of you that are listening in live there are hashtags you can use hashtag ask GYD and hashtag GYDTCC to connect with us on social media and share any questions that you have. We are so extremely excited to have Brother Jonathan Quinones tonight. This is a friend of mine. I had the opportunity to connect with him a few years ago at a camp in the Western District and uh, he is a fantastic, fantastic youth pastor and tremendous preacher. He was Born in McAllen, Texas, in 1986. He's been involved in ministry since an early age. He actually became the student pastor in Revival Center in Modesto in 2007, where he is serving there under this capacity with the leadership of Pastor Todd Johnson. On July 30th, 2011, he married his lovely wife, Ashley, and on March 2nd, their firstborn, Braden, was born. Their second son Gavin born on March 6, 2017. Jonathan is currently serving as the Youth Secretary of the Western District and doing just an incredible, incredible job. Brother Quinonez, thank you so much for taking time to join with us on the community call tonight. I want to turn this call over for you to share your heart with us.
1: Thank you so much, Brother Carson. Um, It's an honor to be on the call with each and every one of you. I'm a fan of this call. I listen every month and Thank you to the GYD and everyone that makes this call happen for youth workers. Um, that, is, that, that is something that definitely makes a difference for us, and, and, and I'm just grateful to be able to be a part of this. If I may, uh, I want to say that from the beginning, uh, as we're talking uh, about conversations and connecting with students, I've got so much to learn, and I'm still learning. And you all know in youth ministry, in youth ministry, you build and you build again. It's constant. You're always learning. You're always trying to apply. And so, if I may tonight, I, I know you all are some some are veterans, some are brand new. And if I may just be an echo to some things that you may already know, and if I can be a reminder to some, then I'll consider this opportunity a blessed time with you. And in connecting with students is something that I, I I feel like I'm passionate about. I I, I try my very best with our students and with our young people in conversations and doing our best to just to let them know and let them see one on one sometimes they see you preaching and it's with a microphone in your hand and and it's leading a service but it's that one on one time that makes a huge difference or that 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 time where you can spend with a small group of them and and talking and if if I can share just a couple of things in and in, in Connecting with your students and in conversation, it's, can I say this, it's be intentional. If it's not intentional, then it will tend to be an inconvenience to you. You've got to communicate often, whether it's talking, it's calling, it's texting, it, it's stopping and looking them in the eyes. We have all been on the other side of a conversation where the, the their attention is everywhere but on you. And in youth ministry, I've, I've, I've learned that when you're intentional, when you're intentional about talking to students, when you're intentional about saying, I am making time. And you, every one of you are busy, and you've got a lot of things going, and I know you're prepping for your service, and you've got family things going on. And you've got job opportunities and things that are taking place, and it's all it's all grabbing at your time. Your- Time and your effort, but when you are intentional, you say you know I'm making time to talk to our students. This youth night is about them. this game night is about them. This service is a youth service for a reason it's not for me just to go and preach it's not just for me to go and just to get this off my chest just so I can wipe my hands from this and move on. No, I'm going to be intentional. This is not an inconvenience to me. My students are, are, are people that I care about, that I love. Our heart is for them. And I believe that you feel that way. And when they feel that, it makes a world of difference because our role is not to be the best preacher in their life. It's not to be the coolest person that they know. Our role is to be that consistent help. That connection, that individual that will bridge them from where they are to where they can be in God. Taking them from a non-existent relationship to a consistent relationship. Taking them from being uninvolved to being faithful. I may not be the coolest person they'll know. I'm not going to be the best preacher they're ever going to hear, but I want to be that consistent person that will take the time to say, "Hey, how was your day? What is going on in your life? Can we take a moment to just talk about what took place at school this week?" Those little things and you've, you 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 you're probably aware of this those little conversations those little moments of getting them hey i just want to i just want to connect with you really quick that makes such a big difference that that's what i feel our role is as as a youth pastor i i i want to be cool i know you want to be cool but we're probably not going to be the coolest person in their life, and that's okay. And we're going, to, we're going to prepare, and we're going to work, and we're going to try to be the best speakers, preachers, and teachers that we can be, but we're probably not going to be the very best that they'll hear, but that's okay. Let me be the consistent voice in their life. Let me be that individual who says, hey, I want to help be the bridge to get you where you need to go in your walk with God. And, and one of the things that I've come to find out in, in, in students and in working with students and talking about conversations here, um, don't allow the walls that they tend to build keep you from simply knocking on the door. And what I mean by that is sometimes we approach every conversation or we approach, I shouldn't say every, forgive me. We approach conversations thinking, okay, how do I scale this, this wall that they have built up? this wall that they don't allow anybody in and, and sometimes that's discouraging sometimes it's it's intimidating say man how am I gonna get how how, how am I gonna get in, in connected with their life how do I get in there don't be discouraged by the walls that they have built up you can knock on the door of their life what do I mean how, what am I talking about its those walls that they have built are to protect themselves from people that have hurt them protect themselves from situations and circumstance, people that said they'd be there and they weren't there, people that said they'd love them and they didn't love them, people that said one thing and completely did another. That's what those walls were built for. But I believe that there is still a door for their heart that is open for those that love, for those that are genuine, for those that care. And I'm I'm just giving a description of you as a youth worker when you are someone that cares when you are somebody that loves when you are somebody that truly has their best interest at heart and in mind, that door will be open for you. You don't have to take the approach that everything is, man, how am I going to make it? How can I get into their life? Look at all these walls that they've built. They've been hurt emotionally. They have been, no doubt. There's been some serious things that have taken place in their life. But I still believe, though those walls have been built, there is a door that will be open for someone that is true and someone that truly truly cares for their well-being in in conversations and connecting with our students let's be genuine sincerity matters it being sincere matters I truly care for who you are young man for who you are young lady and not just what talents you're gonna bring to the table I'm not just gonna care for you because man you're gonna be an awesome worship leader I'm not just gonna care for you because I can see you leading a youth ministry down the road I'm not just gonna care for you because I think you are something special and this is what you offer no I care for you because of who you are be genuine it'll make a huge difference in their life be honest and this kind of may sound elementary but uh l- l- let 's be honest with them, we care for them, we love them uh, let 's be honest let 's encourage let 's believe with them, but let 's not lie to them don 't tell them that they sing like an angel if they sound like a duck you feel me l- 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 let 's help them find their interest and find their talents and say hey this is this is something that you can work on. this is something that you you can be gifted with and let me say this. Uh, you help them find other interests and other talents and other desires they don't necessarily have to be strong in those areas sometimes at least i within myself I said okay let let me find some an area that you're strong you know what sometimes that's the wrong approach because why don't I find an area that they're weak at but help develop that strength in their life why don't I find another area that hey maybe you can't sing and, and there's nothing there but maybe maybe you're passionate about music can you help us run our sound can you help us with our media can you help us in this area so they may not necessarily be strong in a certain area they may still be weak but what can we do to help develop them and in those conversations that we have when we're honest and they see that hey okay he he knows I'm not all that I'm not all that in this area but he's willing to help me develop some things in my life that's something that I can appreciate and they'll look to you and just as you're honest with them they'll be a lot more honest with you and open as well and one of the things that that kinda stands out to me that that I've come to see is um don't don't be afraid to share your weaknesses and the struggles that you had at their age don't don't be afraid of that because sometimes you, you we know we're not superhuman we know we're not super spiritual we know we all have struggles but sometimes from where they're sitting they're looking at you saying man you're untouchable you're amazing you're awesome you've never gone through anything you've never had any issues but when you when you take time to speak to them and say hey look I want you to know I'm gonna be honest with you this is what I've always struggled with this is what I've always had a problem with and it could be it could be school subjects it could be math it could be whatever it is that common ground that you have found with them say hey this is what I've dealt with this is what I've been through and when they hear that where it's not just a it's not just a, a sermon story that you're giving, but this is a one-on-one conversation with them or a small group Say, hey, guys, this, this is what I've been through. This is what I always, I always struggle with self-esteem. I, I've always been so nervous, and I've always had this kind of doubt when I try to step out. When you share that with them, that's going to give them, a, that honesty gives them a hope. That honesty gives them a, a real-life example that, hey, they did it, I can do it, and why not me why not me it, it'll it help and it'll make a difference in their life And and in our conversations we know time is limited we know we don't always have uh, a a whole bunch of time let's be efficient with our effort make the time count make it count hey this this 10 this 15 this 30 minutes this time that we're setting aside this is what we want to take care of and you can tell them from the beginning hey you know I've been meaning to talk to you this is what I heard took place at your school. Let's talk about this. Here's a couple of things that I want to talk about. And when you put those things out there, and just talking about being efficient with our effort, when you put those things, hey, I wanted to talk to you about this, that, and this, then it's already out there. You'll see that they're, they're a little more comfortable because, hey, it's out in the open because nothing is more nerve-wracking than when you get somebody close to you or somebody you know and they say, hey, we need to talk. A million things go through your mind, like, okay, what did I do? I didn't do anything wrong, did I? What? what, What? What do you want to talk about? All of these things come through their mind. A part of us being efficient with our effort is say, hey, I want to talk to you about some things. This is what I really wanted to meet with you about. This is what I really wanted to take some time and just just have a conversation with you about. It kind of eliminates that pressure for them, and I've come to realize that it does help them in moving forward with what they have going on. And you know, one of the questions that Always come up with in young people, as you know, they're extremely emotional. And uh, one day they love you, and they they love God, and they want to be a missionary to a faraway land. And and then the next day, you know what I mean? They can't spell the Bible. They don't even know who you are. Um, all of these things, some some difficult young people to talk to. And well, you know, what do we do when when they're difficult? What do we do when when they're not willing? At least it appears to be that they're not willing to talk. Um, There's a saying that, that, that I've heard years ago, and it's, they rock the cradle because they know it won't break. They rock the cradle because they know it won't break. They may have never seen anything that was consistent in their life. They may have never seen anybody that truly cared for them and when they hear you saying that you care when they hear you saying that hey i love you and it's you and you're giving them high fives and putting an arm around their shoulder telling them what you believe in them that they can do and what they're able what they're capable of being and That can be a shock to some, and sometimes you'll see some get a little difficult, and they're rocking the cradle, if you will, because they've never had anything that was consistent in their life. They've never had, maybe it's not mom and dad, maybe they've they've never had a teacher, they've never had anybody that really believed in them and really loved them. And and for the difficult, be patient for the difficult continue to love for the difficult continue to try to have conversations with them and connect with them about things that nobody else would connect with them about some some of the some of the most meaningful conversations have started not with me going up to them saying hey how was that powerful service what would you think about the message no some of the most meaningful conversations have have come about when when they have started with the simple question of hey what'd you eat today what huh that's their response often. What do you mean? Asking them a question they didn't they didn't expect. They don't, they don't see that every day. Why would you care if I ate? Why would you care? Why would you care what I had today? And it's just something that you open up and all of a sudden when you start talking about things that don't matter for these difficult young people, that these these small or these minor issues that what do you mean? And you start talking whether it's sports, whether it's gaming, whatever it may be, when you start talking about things that don't necessarily matter, all of a sudden They have that moment where, and and you've probably been on the other side of this conversation, where you're talking about something completely random, something that didn't seem like it was meaningful, but because you took the time for that thing that wasn't meaningful, all of a sudden they say, did you hear about the fight at school? Did Did you hear about what my family's going through? Did you hear about what took place? and all of a sudden they're open the same difficult young person that was dogging you all throughout the worship service that same difficult young person all of a sudden begins to open up they begin to tell you things they begin to say "Hey, this is what I need this is why I'm struggling this is why I've been so rude this is why I didn't respond to your text message this is why I haven't been showing up faithfully and all of a sudden it all happens why because you took time on something that nobody else would even think of that nobody else even thought was important and it was for a difficult young person. Your patience, your time, your effort is worth it. It is worth it. I know it's frustrating at times. There's no question at times you get in the mood. You get in the mood. Even though you're super spiritual, you get in the mood and you're like, you know what, fine. You don't want to talk, fine, I'm not gonna talk. That's kind of our attitude. You know what? There's there's others I gotta get connected to. I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to dust my feet, I'm gonna to have to move on. You get that attitude, but I'm telling you, when you take that time and you take that effort, it makes such a huge difference. And one of the things that came to mind that I couldn't get away from, if I may share with you here in just a a moment, is you cannot delegate your connection. The connection that you have to your students, what you have developed with them cannot be delegated. You give responsibilities. You build your staff. You build your team. You give them things that they can do. And I hope that they do it well. And I hope that they, they exceed your expectations. But one thing you cannot hand off is the connection that you have with those students, is the conversations that you, have, that you have created and have taken place. And it has developed a bond and a connection. One of the stories that comes to mind is 2 Kings chapter number 4. And I move quickly here. The Shunammite woman, you know the story, she sees uh, Elisha, she knows he's a holy man, she prepares a place, her and her husband prepare a place for Elisha. And he's staying there, and he, he's asking, Gehazi, Gehazi's servant is there, you know, what, what do you have need of? Do you want me to speak to the king? Do you want me to speak to the captain of the host for you? And Gehazi mentions to him, That she doesn't have a child. And Elisha prophesies to this woman that she is going to have a child. And she says, You know, no, you know, don't don't do that to me. Don't 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 tell me something that's not true, but it is true. And she has this child. And we know as the story unfolds, after Elijah has prophesied that the boy grows up and he's in the field and he 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 gets sick and he goes to his mother and he actually dies in his mother's arms there on her lap. And she goes immediately to the man of God. She goes immediately to the one that spoke. Her son through prophecy. She goes and Gehazi is the first one to meet her out there. Is everything okay? She says, It's well. Everything's well. But she still goes to the man of God. She goes to the man of God. And she said, and, 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 and it, it Elisha says, You know, this is hidden to me. What happened? What's taking place? And it's clear what has happened now with her son. She shares that with him. Elisha says to Gehazi, go. He gives him the staff. He says, go. Don't say hi. Don't say bye. Don't say anything to anybody. Just go. And I want you to put this on the child. I want you to go and I want you to put this on the child. Notice the mom never goes with the, goes with the servant. She stays with the man of God and says, I'm not leaving your side. I'm not going without you. There's a connection there. I am not going without you. So Elisha ends up going, and I'm just moving quickly. Elisha ends up going, and the boy is there. We know that he is dead. She had laid him on the prophet's bed. And nothing happens when Gehazi puts the staff. Nothing takes place, nothing at all. But when Elisha gets there, we know the story is... Closes the room, no doubt, and he, he lays upon that child, and that child begins to get warm, and he lays upon that child again, and the child sneezes, and the child comes to life, and he calls the mother back in and says, here, here is your son. There was a connection there that that mom knew. There was a connection from the man of God that no individual, no servant, no resources, nothing else, nothing else, could take the place of the connection that the man of God had I I want to encourage a young person uh, excuse me a, a youth worker that's been talking to young people today this week your time and effort to connect and dare I say even in inconvenient moments has the ability to usher in the miraculous in the lives of students and families It'll bring vision back. It'll bring strength back. It breathes life again to a student that is spiritually dead. It brings life back to a family that is understandably devastated. Your effort to be connected to them will make a greater impact than you have ever imagined elisha never dreamed that that same boy he prophesied life to would require him to leave where he was one day but it caused him to leave where he was it was probably inconvenient he probably never seen it in that moment he didn't know it but that boy Passing away, that mama coming to inconvenience him in that time was something that Elisha had prayed for in his own ministry when he was a servant to Elijah. Your connection can give birth to the miraculous, even when it's inconvenient. It takes time. It takes effort. It takes calls. It takes text messages. It takes drama. It takes a burden. But all of that is inexpensive when compared to the transformation of students lives you connecting with them does that you you having conversations with them does that you give others responsibilities you give other jobs and roles to fill but as a youth worker as a youth pastor that connection and the conversations that you that you have with them that they begin to open up with that you see that nobody else sees is not to be taken lightly. Connect with your students, talk to your students. It's going to make a huge impact in ways that you never imagined. The miraculous can come out of that in ways that you never thought possible. Don't be embarrassed, don't be ashamed, don't be intimidated, though at times we can be. The truth of the matter is this, and I'm done. The truth of the matter is this your students, our students, the students in our community, they are craving for someone to care and God has saw it fit to place you in their life be encouraged with that be excited about that understand and know that you are there for a reason and a purpose even even on bad days even on rough days they're craving for someone to care and that someone is you thank you so much for your time thank you so much for allowing me me to be on this call I want to turn it back so, Brother Rankin.
2: Thank you so much, Brother Jonathan. We appreciate such passion. We can tell uh, you have uh, the young people at heart, for sure, in sharing this information. Just just a few quick questions here. Your, your information was incredible. I love that line where you said you cannot delegate your connection. So now you've got all these youth pastors that are listening, and, and they're going to be listening later on the podcast. They're all fired up. Uh, But sometimes we we find ourselves in youth service and it may not always be the ideal setting for a meaningful conversation. Give some quick tips of maybe some when and where in extra time that you can fit in to personally connect with your students. Maybe some some practices that you do, some specific times, uh, convenient settings that you have found that are helpful to start some conversations.
1: Absolutely. I one of the things that we we just did th- this year here entering 2017 that kind of helped make a difference for me and uh, as youth workers you know you're always constantly telling your students hey we got to pray more we got to we got to pray we got to connect with God and and hey I'm praying for you believing with you and but then it kind of dawned on me like what what are they praying for and it would help me to in conversation with them. It would help me in in connection with them if I kind of knew what they were praying for and what they were looking for and what, what they were trying to get. And so what we did, we had them fill out these um, small prayer cards with three things that they wanted to. Our theme for 7, 2017 was a new thing, and our pastor had us as a church write three new things that we wanted to. So I used the theme as three things that you were praying for, in 2017, and this is usually when you do any kind of survey or anything within youth ministry, you always tell them, "Hey, leave your name off of it. You know, I just want, I just want the info. I just want the data." But this was something I told them from the beginning. I said, "I want your name on these cards, and this is something that I want you to do, so I know what you're praying for." And so, what they did, they were right on their cards, and I have them, and I I use them so in my time of of prayer throughout the week, I won't do all the cards at one time, but throughout the card, throughout the day, throughout the days of the week as well, different cards, and I'll be able to call out the name and pray with them, and so that in our services whether it's a student service our student services on Thursday so it's a little bit different so I have an opportunity to see them in our regular services on Sundays on Wednesdays and then again on Thursdays and Fridays kind of an 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 extra night for activities or whatnot and so because of these cards it gives me an opportunity to stop them and without just saying hey pretty windy today or what would you think about that rain or that weather was something crazy huh I can start talking to them from the beginning about hey I just wanted you to know this is what I've been praying for your mom and dad believing with you they're coming back. Hey, how did the job interview go? Things like they have put on there that I had connected with them and in 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 making that time sometimes it'll be through a text message um, and in that text message it, that's nothing you know brilliant, but in that text message it's not just hey I'm connecting with you for three lines and here's a funny. Here's a, a a funny quote or something that I seen today. It, it's more of hey, what's going on? This is what took place today, and I just wanted you to know. When I see you on Wednesday, I've got some good news for you. Something. So it kind of uh, leads up to. So on Wednesday or on Thursday or on Sunday, they're already looking for that conversation, and that has kind of helped. I don't know if that if that sheds any kind of light for anybody. If that could kind of help.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. One one more quick question. Uh, before we close in prayer is that there may be some listening on this call that um, sometimes uh, as youth workers as we get older there is a bigger, the, the age gap gets bigger between the leader and the students and so sometimes that we can lose that connection um, even staying relevant or staying connected with, with junior high students in particular. What tips could you give for that that youth pastor who's getting older and that age gap is widening? The Probably the most effective
1: thing, and um, I I know this may sound like a a really elementary answer, is try to put yourself in position to spend as much time as you possibly can with them. And so what I mean by that is it's not you're spending every day, you're not taking them out to lunch or dinner every day. But say, for instance, when you have an outreach group and you guys are going on outreach, make sure those junior high kids are in your car make sure that group is what you're that that's the group you're leading and that way you can spend some more time with them you can you can kinda see where they're at and you're kinda seeing what they're talking about and yes sometimes you're you have to ask them you have to ask them what does that even mean but you don't have to be embarrassed about that because the same way you're passionate about teaching students about God and about prayer and about life they're they they love being able to school their youth pastor they love being able to say, hey, what do you mean you don't know what that is? Let me tell you what that is. Or you don't know what that is? Let me show you the meme it came from. So they love that opportunity. And so spending time with them is the biggest thing. That way you know the language that they are talking. You see what they're talking about. And obviously sometimes it's it's extremely random. Many times if you find yourself leading that group, you're probably going to find yourself answering questions about aliens and and uh, yes, Star Wars yes. and things like that, but you spending time with them makes makes probably the most effective way to continue to stay in the world they're living.
2: Absolutely, and that goes right back to what you what you were talking about. You can't delegate that to a junior high guy. You uh, are responsible for making that connection. We thank you so much, brother Jonathan, for this incredible information. Very practical and yet very passionate and very spiritual as well, because there's a spiritual side as well as the practical side to connecting students. Thank you everyone for joining us on this call. just want to let you know the information about next month's call. It will be on May 2nd, 8 p.m. Central Time. Brother Jeff Backus will be joining us. He will be speaking to us on Team Dynamics, on leveraging the power of your youth team. We'll conclude this call with prayer, asking God to empower us to start conversations with students. Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for the opportunity you give us to be youth ministers and youth workers, the ability that we have to preach the Word but also to make a connection with these young people in youth service, in their everyday life. I pray that you'd help us. Every age demographic, Lord, every Every situation these young people are dealing with, Lord, they're looking to their youth leaders, they're looking to youth staff members to make an impact in their life. We ask, Lord, that your anointing would be upon us. Help us to be intentional, help us to take the responsibility to make a difference in the lives of young people. We ask it all in your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You have been listening
0: to The Community Call. For other great youth resources, be sure to check out thecommunity.com. Thank you for joining us, and have a great night.